0: Hey, welcome Sports Dev, yours truly. We have our man, Mike, back in the building. Mike, how far? A
1: day, (laughs) as usual.
0: I'm at your service. Now we're at your service. service, uh, Welcome back. Oh, before I jump into this, please go buy your Arewa Baobab fruit powder from arewabaobab.com, packed with vitamin C and antioxidants. You don't want to miss this. It's probably the most nutritious substance on the planet Arewa baobab.com. Get your baobab fruit powder. And baobab is spelled B-A-O-B-A-B. All right, man. Um what's going on? Not much, bro. You know how it is now.
1: Uh maintaining in this 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 country, trying to make ends meet as always, and then just paying attention to all the goings-ons and the life of uh Gennarot Raw and the Super Eagles.
0: <laughs> no, we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll get into Gennar Raw. He's crazy ass, man. But uh, but before before we do, what dude, what's going on? What, what what's going on with John Gruden, man? Yes,
1: yeah, so um It's crazy, isn't it? Since we want to talk about that to start, you know, yeah. Gruden just, here's my here's my take on this. You know, yeah. it is what yeah. it is. What they always say is what you do in the dark comes into comes out of light. light.
0: This, right, came so, out, this, this came out this came out like uh, like came out like the Nile River, man.
1: Yeah, so I don't know where people stand on their feelings about um you know whether it's cancel culture and all that. That's almost irrelevant to me. What huh? I find interesting is the fact that when this news broke on I believe it was Friday, yeah, you know, about the racist email that he has sent. And if people aren't aware, he made a very, very racist uh, reference to the head of the NFLPA Players Association, Demore Smith, talking yeah. about his lips, which is in America, talking about a black man's big lips, is is really as demeaning as it gets
0: in terms yes, of racial. to racial stereotypes. Right. racial back stereotypes? Back in the day. You know the whole black blackface really black thing. And exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now there was there was small some some outcry. But it really was like, "Siv, it was, okay, sure, it was a racist email. Okay, he's apologized, let's sweep this under the rug. Mm-hmm. But the moment it got revealed that he made some homophobic um, references to, you know, the, you I know, guess, immediately, that's that's when it seems to me, not to say that, that and I, I know it's really a basic connection. You're just saying it's connecting A to B, when in reality, it's probably the, you'll say it's the straw that broke the camel's back. But to me, I find it interesting that Gruden was going to keep his job, from all indications, over the racist email. But Mm -hmm. it took finding out that he made some homophobic and misogynistic two references. So I guess when you say the Holy Trinity of... Of um,
0: Of, of who you could possibly offend.
1: Right, the Holy Trinity of views. And so I guess one would say... um, you know the owner of the Raiders almost had no choice than to fire. although, of course, they're telling us that it's he quit, but we all know that you know it was a fire. Exactly. Thing. The, the, the whole Ooh. quit
0: thing. The whole, the whole quit thing was just to try and help him save face. So yeah, like, save face. You know, but, but yeah, you know, I, help, I was, help, actually, it was meant to help them save face because they don't want to be seen firing a coach who took them to a beautiful start of the season. You know. You know, from a football perspective, they they were undefeated. I, 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 th- I think. No, no, lost. actually,
1: that's not the case. Actually, it's a, they were they were three and two. So yeah, obviously, three and two. at one they, point they were
0: three and zero, right?
1: They started out three and zero, but
0: mm-hmm. of course,
1: long to or you know, it's it's what it was. The yeah. Nitpick about who they beat and what they beat, but no, they had a good result in the first week of the season against Baltimore Ravens, which is a tough team that just actually had a really good game last night on Monday night.
0: Yeah, they the sales off yesterday. I saw that game.
1: The thing is, yeah, Gruden was given a ten-year contract, and quite frankly, in year four, he hasn't really warranted the fact that he has a ten-year contract. A ten-year contract is basically saying you have the keys to the entire franchise. You're not getting fired for at least seven of those years because the payout would be tremendous. You can't be paying. He was given a ten-year, one hundred million dollar contract. So you can't be paying $40 million to somebody who's sitting, or $650 million to somebody who's not doing work. So in you know, essence...
0: So you know, go ahead, sorry.
1: In essence, him resigning, it really was a firing. But it was a fire Because him resigning means the Raiders don't have to pay. The Raiders, if they had fired him, this probably would have ended up being something that went to court. It would have been litigious. But Gruden was in a no-win situation. The Raiders were... Maybe in a bit of a, I wouldn't say a no win but I think if you ask most Raider fans, they're not so sad that Gruden is no longer their coach. Let's just put it like Mm. that. There's there's almost like a relief, like, oh, finally we got rid of this guy. Keyshawn Johnson, uh, he will host a Monday night, um, um, an ESPN radio show, and used to be his former player in Tampa Bay. He came up with some strong words this morning. He said he always considered Gruden to be a fraud. He won a Super
0: Bowl with the guy, so who knows? Yeah, a lot of guys like that know better because they – what's crazy about situations like is in real time, though, when you're affiliated with the organization and you're playing for the guy, you really can't say anything, right? Um, and, and because sometimes the criticism people levy against you is when you come out and say these things, they'll say, oh, well, how come you didn't say anything then? Well, if you know anything about football, you know, locker rooms, you dare not say anything at that point. You know, um, so it was, it's kind of that environment that he's been allowed to thrive in. And look, this stuff here, people who knew him and worked with him all knew he was like this. Make no mistake about it. All his boys, like he's, point out any of his really close people, they cannot deny that they didn't know he was like this. Who was he sending the emails to?
1: <laughs> so that's what I was about to allude to, so you know what I mean you know how the, everything got found out right so the Washington football team has been under investigation they had a scandal maybe about two three years ago with um abuse um harassment and cheerleaders complaining of sexual harassment and all kinds mm-hmm. of other things so because they got investigated the FBI got involved you know once the FBI is involved you see everything's turned over to them.
0: you're so these- screwed once the
1: We had a connection issue there.
0: Yeah, no, I was just saying, you know, once, once the FBI gets involved, you're totally screwed.
1: Yeah, pretty you know.
0: much. Yeah.
1: But anyways, man, that's that's that. So in a way, it's a good thing. But I don't think we're here, we've heard the end of this because if they leaked these emails systematically. So one would even argue somebody was out to get John Gruden because they, mm-hmm. first, leaked the, they first leaked the racist emails and then everybody had the opera and it was dying down. And then he leaked the other series of emails also. So,
0: you know. Dude. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll have to watch this space to see how things go. But before we even get, I know about I talked about Roar, and let's talk about my new favorite super ego, Chidera Ejuke.
1: <laughs> ah, Ejuke. Yeah. Yo. That
0: that boy. Ah.
1: Ejuke. Hmm. He's a beast. And see, man. you can't talk about Ejuke without talking about Roar. In fact, it angers me because. For well, the longest, longest over a yeah. year since the boy has been dazzling. Even before he transferred to CSKA in
0: Moscow, Moscow where was he? Playing? Yeah. Was from Holland, right? I, the he was in Holland, right? Look dazzling. before before he went how to he Holland. Played? I do. I'm sitting now thinking, how was this guy playing for Goombey? Because Raw,
1: this is what I'm today. I'm going to talk about this. This guy, Gernot Raw, is too rigid for the Super Eagles style of play for us. To, for what we are is Nigerian football, like,
0: yeah,
1: honestly speaking. I've always sat here and espoused his professionalism of how he's brought order and calm to camp, but that level has passed now. We need we need to play our football, and yeah. we, we're not under this. We can't. You can't give what you don't have. It's not in his no, DNA to play really good football. It's not. It's not. So, Chivera Eduque. Oh, look. Let me tell you something, talk. man. Mm.
0: Let me tell you something. When you watch certain people
1: hmm.
0: in certain sports, you could just say, you know what, this particular player is a problem. I don't care. Listen, I'll say, I'll tell you what. I don't care who who Nigeria plays. I don't care whether it's give me a top germ. I don't care who they play. This kid is going to give them problems. And if you have him, and you have a healthy Chukweze and you have Although role was benching him though, he came off the bench. So no t- okay, I, I, I won't even complain about the benching
1: because okay, I kind of understood why he brought him off the bench in this game, although that's that's a whole nother conversation altogether. Yeah, the the reason a even got on the field in the first place ever was because in the last series of uh matches when the English uh government decided that they would not allow Players to go play in certain countries. When yeah. we had to play against Cape, um, Cape Verde, and Cape Verde and was on that. Our, yeah, all our
0: players. Now we around.
1: had about six English-based players that couldn't make the second match after we were finished playing Liberia in Lagos.
0: Yeah.
1: Now he had Roy had no choice but to now fill them. And you remember, I, I think if you remember, I was giving you play-by-play commentary in that match. In that match, yeah. it was the man of the match again. Now. Having said all that, I need to be em- emphasized that he has a lot of work to do still. But again, you when you see raw talent, you see you, see, you know it. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. take it doesn't take a genius to see that this kid has raw talent. <laughs> but I fear that this is the kind of player that Raw doesn't know how to handle, doesn't know how to use. I he was going to waste a the match. Yeah, when he, he, when he is- invited him is for his first friendly match. He gave that boy less than ten minutes of time to play. Again, I think it was against like Algeria, Tunisia last year. And in those few minutes, even then, you can see the Tunisian defenders, they were so surprised. Both Algeria, 10 minutes, which is a freaking complaint we have of Gernot Roy. He'll invite new players and not play them.
0: Here's my thing, right? You watch him, and you're like, I don't care what team you play. His pace, his control of the ball is a problem. It's just a problem. He has that explosive, like super explosive pace.
1: And he's doing so many give any... old now. He just won the USA Player of the Month for the last month it just ended. So it's not like he's um, just a flash in the pan or one hit wonder. He's been doing this stuff for a minute. He played in I, Europe. I, I
0: looked up. Yeah, I looked up his, his his career right. So and I and I think. I can. I think I know the agent that took him out of Nigeria, because mm-hmm. just looking through his profile, I could tell he was with Gombe United. Then he goes to Valerenga in Norway. There's one major guy that takes players out of Nigeria to Valeranga, right? He's a, he's he's a he's like a mixed Nigerian agent based in Norway. Then he leaves Valerenga, and he goes to Herenveen in mm-hmm. Holland. And all through all these places, he has crazy amount of appearances, double-digit goals. Or if he doesn't score up, he has nine goals. I think he had nine with Alaruga. And now he's with CSK Moscow, and he's killing it. So he's been consistent in three different countries, right? Top Premiership League in three different countries in Holland. And now he's in Russia. So you have to understand that we qualify for the World Cup – This guy's going to England, or or maybe yeah,
1: England or Spain because I think Spain, Spain Spain, Spain, Spain would be
0: fantastic. Spain would be fantastic for him, but one of the two. But he's not CSK after next year's World Cup. If Roy
1: even plays him, so that's that's what we're talking about, man. These these are so instead. Guess who plays ahead of a guy like uh, Echuque? Who's you know? I think and when we played against Benet and Lesotho... He was on the standby list. Imagine. Yeah. You know, while guys like Ahmed Musa, who didn't have a club, were playing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's one thing for you. I know we've talked about this Musa situation, and it's one thing for you to say, okay, there are other factors ahead. But granted, even if there are other factors, when you have this guy, why is he on the bench sitting down getting 10 minutes in friendly matches? What does that get? Musa? is playing. we'll keep inviting Samuel Kalu, who can, who has not been fit for almost a year and a half, pretty much, you know. Um too rigid, too rigid. How, too like, rigid. The other thing we're talking, and I know we're talking about, but this conversation is gonna morph into it's it's all about raw at this point. Too rigid. Another thing too is um is, is 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 we've been calling for this change in formation to uh, like let us play. Why are we playing two defensive mids against a team like Central African Republic inside of Lagos? Why? What do we need to – Aribo is there. He's having him sit back. That's not what Aribo plays when he's in Scotland.
0: Um, and I think yeah. it
1: was Aribo and uh, uh, I want to say Innocent Bonkeo, whoever the other, the other defensive mid he had when we played against um, Central African Republic in Lagos. Release the boys against these minnows. Release them. Let them play. Let the boys play. Let them build. Build confidence. You know, the the play of the Super Eagles is so disjointed. There's no pattern of play. So after five years in charge, I think it's high time we ask the question, what is it that you're, what what are you doing? What what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, and no one understands it. Of course, this particular um, series of matches, one can always say, "Okay, we weren't, we were without Wilfred and Diddy. Who, if if Wilfred doesn't play for his, his Premier League side in Leicester, you see how they you, see the, you see
0: the difference, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. You,
1: you can't you can't deny his prowess. Now, everybody that talks bad about, about Alexi will be, I hope they're opening their eyes to see how important he will be is to the national team setup. Because yeah, without yeah. that guy to link up the play between uh, the defensive mids and the forwards with those neat, simple passes. One thing I love about B's game, it's simple but direct. You know, it's neat passes, and the passes are crisp. They get to the strikers where the strikers want them or with an opportunity to open up the defense with simple one-twos, even against packed defenses. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he will is a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but in the colors of Super Eagles, quite frankly, he's produced. When you look at the Super Eagles' goals, he will be always in the middle of it, either the initiator or the one that gives the assist. And quite frankly, he even scores for Nigeria, which is kind of amazing. We yeah. need to end this Ahmed Musa uh, experiment. That needs to be stopped. It needs to be over with. We've, he's gotten his 100 caps. We want to say thank you, sir. Thank you. And move on from Ahmed Musa because he offered <laughs> absolutely nothing to the Super Eagles. Having said that, he tried in this match against. Uh, dude, dude they K-
0: said they said they said Ahmed Musa was twenty-eight. The commentator said he was twenty-eight. I almost fell out my chair.
1: Yeah, I didn't even I said, listen. <laughs> I said what? Even the commentator himself. <laughs> hold. holding back his laughter when he was saying that. And yeah, was I'm at- like,
0: come on, man. There's no way. But, you know, I mean. He's done his thing, you know, he's 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 come through when he could. I you're right, though there are guys on the bench that are way that better than him now. And you can't continue to play him. It's just a matter of time. I think even raw knows that. Right now, I think what happened was they were just trying to help him get over the hump of a hundred appearances. And I think he has a hundred and one now. Yeah,
1: appearances, So what? Now what? So what we yeah. we we give him house now.
0: now what him. <laughs> you know, it's just got, crazy because if you notice Ahmed Musa is not at a level where he could play at the highest level anymore. Like his ability is, yeah. is, is, is mm-hmm. he's not clearly. He couldn't, he could Where did he go? Was it uh Qatar or UAE? Where, he where where was to, it, was
1: it was the first where I was in Saudi Arabia before.
0: So yeah, he went to Saudi Arabia and um he didn't stay there. You know, i you see what I'm saying. So when you look at it, it's like uh, dude, you couldn't stay in Saudi. Nah, I, so what
1: happened away. was that so if we want to break down his time in Saudi, he was yeah. much heralded when he came to Saudi Arabia. They were so excited to get him. Like the captain of Nigeria, Musa. he scored those five World,
0: up, he World Cup cap. He just played the World Cup, yeah. They
1: brought out the red carpet for Ahmed Musa from the time he landed at the airport. If you see the reception he received, it's like, I see if they landed Messi or Ronaldo. Okay, no Allah. What was his output? Nothing. Nothing his man. output return was just minimal. Only a couple of assists. I don't even know if he scored goals. Maybe he wanted to but the numbers were abysmal for two seasons. It won this one season. He played there for a season and a half. Last year, he um he asked for his release in order for him to go find a club in Europe. Because I think it started dawning on him that playing in Saudi Arabia is not gonna cut it. Because this I'm is when was still, this was still when granite Raw was still sticking to the whole, you must play for a top team, you know, in the top league for you to play. When he was still doing that. So supposedly he was supposed to be signed by. Um, uh, was it West Brom that was supposed to sign him? Was somebody in England was supposed to sign him? And mm-hmm. it was imminent. It was Big Sam, Sam Allardyce, and the deal fell through. So uh, no one really knows what happened. Looks like Sam Allardyce tried to make it seem like, oh, uh, honestly, I don't know. I think everybody. Was the, the, there was
0: a time. There was a time I met Musa went to England.
1: And he he wasn't was in Leicester for, now. He Leicester, it, but it
0: didn't work out. I think he scored like maybe a handful. They didn't, they didn't like him too much.
1: Maybe one goal at the most too, but it, yeah. after a while, he was never on the Premier League roster. And yeah. he was playing in the FA Cups or all the little Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Cups. They, were, they
0: weren't too high on him. And I think that might have to do with, you know, his football brain. Um, clearly, the reason why they signed him was because of his pace. In England, they like a lot of pace, so they signed him saying, Okay, this guy could create damage on the wings. But Ahmed is a poor crosser, man. He doesn't but cross, he's the
1: winger. so Ahmed Musa is a, is a victim, he's a, a forward,
0: he, yeah.
1: He's really a center forward. That's what mm-hmm. if you look at when he's played, had the best returns when he played in Russia, right? And when he played for Canada, CSK,
0: CSK, or CSK,
1: when he played for VVB Venlo.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: if you want to go back and watch those highlights for Venlo, granted it was a Dutch league and he was much younger then, but my brother, but that boy up the middle was a menace, and his finishing Ahmed Ahmed Musa has very good finishing in front of goal if he doesn't have to think you know, if Ahmed doesn't have to think, he just has to play deadly finisher, and I mean that goes without saying, you see his four World Cup goals they're all World Cup goals you know, none of them goals are like tap-ins or okay they're all goals that ah when you look at that guy you say this guy's a world-class player but that's the problem is all the coaches starting from uh whoever started i think it was even keshi and siassi and all them they made him a winger because in nigeria unfortunately we always had a ace striker and so where are you mm. going to put him
0: he's not going to start over uh, igalo or any of those guys I mean, it, Ike, wasn't that, yeah.
1: Igalo, it wasn't you know, yeah. now i mean but about it so really in reality we've been playing the guy in a position that's not to too strength, you know and then the formation of 4-3-3 okay it's not ne- ne- necessarily a winger now because he's an inverted inverted winger but he doesn't make good decisions you know
0: yeah, yeah. he doesn't
1: make good decisions in the four in the final third how many times if you look at that match against south africa in the afcon man ah. Uh, how many times the Musa just de- de- destroys man because it, we were just eating up the the fullbacks and then the final ball nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, but at least he's got a hundred caps, so maybe he'll um, you know kind of fade away into the sunset. But I tell you what, we need they need to manage how they use Osimhen though. Like it, in that game after they scored the second goal, like at some point in the second half, I was like, when he started missing some goals that typically he would score. I was watching the game and I am like, okay, they need to take him out. Like, he's done his thing. Your two goals up. I'm sure there are people you could bring off the bench that could close this game out. You don't need to put him through this anymore. You see what I'm saying? Like, but Raw left him in till the end of the game. And I'm watching saying, this guy just, he's, he's murdering it. Like, at Napoli, he's a beast at this world. Why are you even leaving him in? There's no point take him out bring someone out let him relax rest you know get go back to his club you have more games to play and then you know you have the second um or the second qualifying series that you have to worry about you want to make sure you have as many healthy if the game is closed it's closed there's no point trying to you see, you see what I'm saying like it's closed it's done with all right cool bring in at that point it's it's too zero I'm not,
1: I'm not, no 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 please don't say that bring uh, <laughs> at that point
0: He's on the bench.
1: Okay. Well, bring him he's okay. hitting yeah. up a
0: roster spot. So they have to play him at some point.
1: Yeah. You know? Okay.
0: Look. But Unless they take him off. They just take him off the roster totally. They can't. You somebody. can't
1: take him off the roster because he produces in the club level. It'll just be. Yeah. might even bring the score to the team. So I can understand why. But really, at the end of the day, when you look at the playing style of uh Mr. Paul on True, it doesn't fit the style of the super eagles Super Eagles, yeah. at least the one the style that we know and but if you let's let's be analytic here right if you watch him in this club in belgium there's a i don't remember the names of the guys but one of them is a japanese guy that guy so good on the wings he 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 plays for paul he lives to serve paul he will dribble down the wing eh? and deliver sumptuous crosses then they have another winger another winger on the left side. I think the guy is like either one of those Congolese Belgians, you know uh, I, I, the names are just escaping the, I want to say Bongan, but I don't know it's, I don't think it's Bonganda. but that guy is a little more selfish but still at the end of the day he has a very nice connection with on they all but from the right side in particular man that's exactly where the love comes to Paul. They play for him. They send him crosses. He's deadly in front of the net, but most of his goals, if you see them, I mean, it's, not, it's not unheard of for a striker to be scoring. Most, most of his goals are inside the six-yard box or from crosses and deadly finishes. He doesn't,
0: he doesn't score a lot of aerial goals, does he? doesn't score with
1: his head. He's, he's, he's been scoring some this year. So I didn't—I watched him some last year, not as much, but I really, really watched him a lot, like a lot more this year. Paul Noachi, one of his strengths is, is in close quarter inside the box. He has nimble feet. He has nimble feet inside the box. When the ball is on his on his feet, he can create a he and create his own shot. That's that's actually pretty good inside the box. But in Super Eagles, our forward needs to be involved in the play. One thing you see about Osimen, you see him come back when yeah, it, when the a lot del- of a, lot of, a lot
0: of energy and he pace. Comes
1: back, he comes back, back gets involved in the play, drags defenders out. He can also come on the wing and deliver crosses yeah. to whoever's inside the box. That tells you immediately, also, oh, man needs to be playing with a second striker.
0: Didn't they play him in this game at one point with uh, Hernacho?
1: Well, yeah, so the they eventually, played yes. Yeah, so, that, because yeah. the roar finally listened to the 3 5 2 formation and he played that formation, so great, good for him, good clap for Rock. He finally listened to us. Maybe it was out of necessity. A lot of the things that he does is out of necessity. I don't think. He's so stubborn and rigid, man. He's stubborn and rigid, man, and his style doesn't it's not a style of football that we as Nigerian football play.
0: Our How old play. is Ro now? I Raw gotta be close to like he's 65 at least 68
1: or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, he's know, close
0: exactly. to 70. I know that
1: he's he's he's, he's an older guy, and you know, it stuck is what it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, be in his ways, yeah, but definitely he's stuck in his ways. But yeah. some people have argued that. You know, this guy came from Nigeria Republic, Burkina Faso, Gabon, those are the level of coaches, coaching jobs he had before. And then Nigeria it may just be a much higher profile job for him than he him. but he understands
0: guess, he, he understands that the talent level he's working with. This maybe be his best opportunity to go the farthest, right? He he gets it. I mean, Raw hasn't hadn't coached in the World Cup until he got this team, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Coach ended up going to the World Cup, you know, um, and almost made it to the second round. Um, and I think it's, no it's because
1: of the deficiency that we didn't make it to the second round. If, if not for him being tactically deficient, the Super Eagles should have been in the second round.
0: Yeah, they just, had to close, they just had to close out that game against Argentina, that's all.
1: And we didn't close, close it out because of a lack of input from the bench, quite frankly. And, that, and honestly – I said this on the day that that match against Argentina was a fireball offense and we haven't, we've been paying for that indecision not to fire him
0: since, since then. But let me ask you this. Who, so who would you bring in? But there in like let's, talk, let, 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 let's, let's talk about the solution, right? So let's say tomorrow, next week, NFF fires war. What then? Well, who do you bring up? So. Who do you, okay, let me, so let, let me, let me put like this. I who I do had you, had had Who do you, sh- you shortlist? So before if you want to shortlist before I answer yeah, that
1: question, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late already. When the time we shortlisted people and done all those things was right after the World Cup, even after Afcon. Um, what's his name from the former Zambian coach? Would have been one that might have been interested in taking over Nigeria at that point. Um, Harvey Renard. Yeah, oh,
0: Morocco, That's
1: somebody that probably would have you know at because that he, time, because he,
0: he was a former coach at Morocco, right?
1: He was coaching Mara, he coached him to the World Cup. He now did. he's, I think, is either the coach of Qatar or some country over there like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So That's the first name I'll mention. And let me say why it's a little too late. A couple of main reasons why it's even too late to even start considering, because that indecision has cost us. One, all of a sudden, the pandemic has hit. Right? Prior, prior to the pandemic, or prior to the end of that World Cup, the NFL was actually doing a good job. They were actually professional. They were paying the coaches on time, the bonuses the players were getting paid. Right? You never heard any of this bonus roles that nowadays, all those things were in place. So the Super Eagles job at that time was at the highest in terms of its um juiciness to any potential coaches. I'll tell you right now, no good coach is gonna want to coach Nigeria right now. Because I, I as much as I'm criticizing Gunnar Raw, I have to say this that. He's being owed money, yeah. You know, there's always talk of oh, they're, they're gonna settle him this, and then next story will come out oh, it's four months of settlement. But, but who, what worker will work without getting paid his wages? <laughs>
0: but but you know what, they did, um, and kudos to Amaju Punek, by the way, they did get some pretty sizable sponsorship deals done. Um, what. Oh
1: you act very like you you don't know nigeria that sponsorship deals what's that got to do with paying the code That sponsorship deal deals kudos to amadji pinnick because now he's going to eat we talked about this in a previous broadcast uh podcast basically those sponsorship deals and money eating avenues for these guys so when you see them landed you would expect that it should help the super eagles but i don't know that's think- that, that so
0: that, that's the expectation right okay you have additional revenue now from sponsorship um Hey, so now you have more money to do certain things. Make sure your coaches are paid. Um, well, try to...
1: they have more money to do certain things. Making sure the coaches are paid typically isn't one of them. That's been the case. It's been they were being owed money since the end of Afcon in
0: 2019.
1: Yeah. Come on now. You know, raw pays his assistant coaches from his pocket. That's crazy, man.
0: Who's yeah. his assistant? Does he have another German coach as his assistant or?
1: I don't even know. I just see some guy on the bench. Don't know what he's doing. I'm sure he's doing something <laughs> good. And then the NFL enforced um, Enforced Yobo on them. You know.
0: Oh, Yobo is an assistant coach as well?
1: Yeah, that's his assistant coach. Yobo that has no coaching certificate. Nothing. Raw, Raw was surprised if like, I didn't know anything about this. So they just placed Yobo on there. Oh. What is your What input is Yobo really giving in that team? Nothing.
0: And, and that... And that, my brother, might be the, 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 the main frustration of actually trying to coach this team. Can you imagine the amount of people that probably interfere with his coaching duties on a daily basis? The amount of people that come with suggestions, people making phone calls in there, when yeah, there's a but, game, but the, the, that, the distractions. On
1: game day, on game day <clears throat> they can make all the suggestions you want, but on game day, you're in charge. That doesn't mean that you you keep a guy like Ejuke on the Blanch
0: bench, yeah,
1: until you had no choice but to play him. It almost like begrudgingly played him. Ejuke yeah. started the match against um, Central African Republic in in Lagos, so I kind of understood what his rationale probably was. Like, oh, let's bring him in when the Central African Republic are tired. tired, and you can dribble through them. That actually, I don't, I don't have no qualms at him not starting, you know. But that's fine. But. I'm, I'm, I'm through with at Raw. I understand that we can't fire him now because yeah. we have an AFCON coming up. it will just throw the whole team into disarray. So it probably isn't the, the best idea. But quite frankly, I don't have any real faith that Nigerian Super Eagles will win AFCON. Not really any real faith, no conviction. Can we win it? Well, Nigeria, of course we, we can win it. But even that match against Central African Republic, it was really down to individual brilliance. You could see it. There was really no real pattern of play still. Yeah,
0: but Balogun was possessed, man. He was like, nah, I'm going to make up for that that, that slip. Yeah. And, and then he that's pushed good. forward. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a good it's, – it's good to see. It's good to see that from our players. But really, at the end of the day, man,
0: mm-mm.
1: we didn't come through. We didn't, we didn't play well. Even that's – like, really, if, let me ask you a question. Hmm? Yeah. This is Africa. Who should we be comparing ourselves to? The Algerians, the Senegals.
0: Pretty really,
1: that's it, Right? And Morocco's of, the, of Africa. If not, then yeah. what are we playing? What, what, are we, what are we playing for? If Morocco was playing that match in Cameroon on that finally nice, I don't, it's not even the greatest pitch in the world, but that pitch looks like Wembley compared to the one that we played on in Lagos. If Morocco was playing that match against Central African Republic and Central African Republic packed. It, Twelve men behind the ball. How many goals do you think Morocco would have hammered on Central African Republic in that match? They
0: would, found, they would have found a way. I saw their highlight against um, goodness who they played uh, Guinea. I saw the highlight against Guinea, and um, they just decimated them. I mean, yeah, Guinea, and, 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 Guinea, and, and, Guinea yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made, mean, I was watching that game, and, and after like the second goal, they scored, and Guinea scored, then they scored, then they scored again. The way they were just... Going I think, them. Yeah, I think what they were doing was the way they were countering them. You know, you could just tell, like, these Guinean players were going forward and you could see the difference in levels. Let me put it that way. One, one team was clearly well-coached, clearly well-trained, knew exactly what they were doing on that field, what they wanted to do, what kind of runs they wanted to make. And the other team was just out there. The Guinea goal... The guy took a shot. You know, one of these crazy shots African players take where they're like almost <laughs> near the center of the field. <laughs> Off the ball. He took a shot. He took a deflection. Mm-hmm. The keeper the saved it. Took a deflection, and goes in. That's how they scored. So <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, um, the
1: keeper harder for Seville. Seville and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and another Seville. thing about
0: <laughs> Morocco and Algeria, here's another thing that most people don't talk about. A lot of these guys were born and raised in European countries. Like, in uh, Belgium or in France, it's and not today
1: they started doing that now.
0: No, no, not today. today. so so people like Algeria, they're almost the entire team, you know, they're born French. and raised in France. Yeah, they're French. So it, it's you're playing guys who've come up in the French system, trained, developed in a very good football system. And <clears> we'll
1: <talk all> <throat> these guys that France was fighting to get to, it's not mm-hmm. like. Not like these are all rejects. Some of these no, guys are no Riyad Mahrez, you know, uh, uh, yeah. yeah these, these are not these are not all scrubs. These no, aren't rejects. No, no.
0: if Riyad Mahrez wanted to, he will be on the French national team starting tomorrow if he wanted to, you know. So you know these these are solid solid guys, and you know they're now playing and, and when they play an African team that isn't ready it, 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 it's so clear like i saw the algeria highlights against niger oh my god it was like 4-0 look i was watching the game and i was just i was just i was just shaking my head like and i see your point from the last <laughs> i was i was watching the highlight like man i hope mike isn't watching this you're just gonna buttress his point about some teams not even because niger had no business on that field
1: but but it's the only thing about niger yeah and you say Niger had no business on that field and blah, blah, blah. Niger has a couple of players that are actual pros. Some of them are playing in France. I know a couple of them actually, one of the, the main striker I think, plays in France. Um, what's the name? One of the lower teams, obviously. But he's a solid yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, a couple of them, too. <clears> or <throat> oh, Division two. Do you know the highest level of the Central African Republic, their player? Right. The one that scored the goal against us, he's in fourth division in France. That's the highest level that they have on their team in terms of European. Uh, the the Condobia is their best player, but he, he quit the team saying the organization was bad. He said he's not playing no more. So Jeffrey Condobier, Uh in France, but in uh, Spain. But other than that. Central African Republic, their best player is. So, honestly, there's no excuse, my brother. There's no excuse.
0: No, there Z- isn't. There isn't. We should have. I'll tell you what I thought was a difference when I saw Morocco and I was thinking about us. I was like, these guys are a team. Like, they, there's a purpose behind how they play. You see what I'm saying? Like, you could see it. But here's the weird thing. Here's what I'll tell you that I think is strange. They look like superstars against Guinea. We play Central African Republic and we actually lose one of the games. Right. But I guarantee you this. If Morocco plays us, you're going to see a totally different Super Eagles team. I do that's agree. The, that's the thing but about Nigerian teams.
1: We can only we say play, that so much. <clears throat> we can only say huh? that too much because based on what we're seeing right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, if it came down to say we have to so – the other the – other, I think I, I said this to you on the message – the the part of that loss to Central African Republic is more than just denting our pride. It yeah. lowers our right now. We're fifth in Africa. I hope you know that. Yeah. That's our ranking in Africa. We're number five. So yeah. we are we're tethering We are on the brink of dropping below fifth. Once we drop below fifth, guess who'll we'll be playing? Algeria, Morocco, yeah. Tunisia, Senegal. Okay, can we beat those teams? Of course we can yeah, beat those yeah. teams. But do we want to play those teams?
0: No. You don't want to do that to yourself, disqualify before, before a World Cup. You don't want to do that. The, the, no, the rigors of it alone, yeah, you don't want to do that.
1: Not, not Again, I keep saying not that we can't win, and I agree with you. When we play those teams, we tend to. But really, we, we say that, but let's be honest with ourselves. We played those teams most recently, and we haven't come up victorious, any of those teams. Just Let's go back to it.
0: In Afghan, who did we play the third place? Uh, third place match, you might say, it doesn't mean anything. Didn't you play Morocco?
1: Uh, we played, okay, we played Tunisia in the third place match. Tunisia,
0: and we beat them, yeah. And we never I lose mean,
1: third um, But we lost the yeah. match that mattered against Algeria. Algeria. He came up against the top teams. Our first opportunity. But, but, but here's, here's
0: the thing. That match was close. was a close game. Closely fought. I wasn't even too mad at Super Eagles at the end of that game. Because that was just an amazing free kick by a world-class player. You know, uh you could even uh, you, you put Red yes. Mars. Well,
1: if you want to be honest with yourself, when you watch that match, we were never in the ascendancy. We're never on the ascendancy.
0: Yeah, we could have done more. No question about it. Oh, I, I, mean I thought
1: ascendancy. our goal I thought, was almost lucky. We took a shot, one of those crazy African shots, and it deflect. it hit somebody's <laughs> hand, and we got a we got a penalty every penalty,
0: hand. and then he got a buried it, right? Yeah, you
1: create your own luck,
0: but hey. Huh. But no, I mean, I thought, I thought, given the game was close, it was close. I thought, um,
1: let's look at I that mean, match.
0: It was a fantastic free kick. So, so you they, know, they I went ahead and we got I'm
1: not with the free kick, but at the end yeah. of the day, we lost. Whether we, we, lost, we can yeah, say yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah. or if, ands, or buts, we lost. Yeah, we
0: lost the game. We lost the game. Now, so
1: what, what was our best weapon going into that match? If you look, analyze the previous match, it was, um, Chuk Samuel Chick
0: Chukweze And, and Igalo, Igalo had the highest, I think I got the golden boot for okay, that tournament. So both
1: right. those guys. Yeah. They were shut down completely. Chukweze was just rendered irrelevant by their left back. He had him in his back pocket. Igalo was doing absolutely nothing. He scored from a penalty. Do you remember any yeah. other thing he did in that match? Absolutely nothing. Musa started, of course. One wouldn't even already Musa was just minus one again in that match. But guess what? On the on the right side of our, on the left side of our defense, we were getting terrorized. Mares, the uh, the Unas came in later. Those guys were terrorizing us.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'll say to you, they did. They created more chances in the game. They deserve so to win that match. Chances.
1: If we had won that match, it would have been grit and Nigerian know how. Uh, we don't even have that, so we lost that match two one. I'll give credit that we won that match again. But see, a lot of people then were even calling. And that was one of them. Put Oshiman in the game. You see, the same thing. We've been calling for Victor Oshiman. You know they've been calling for Victor Oshiman for the longest. Roar wouldn't play him. It's the same thing we're talking about, man. Guys that we know can make a difference. The coach refuses to play them and sticks with Igalo, who's slow and ponderous. He scored five goals. Or is it four or five? I give him a ton of credit. I'm not going to poo-poo any of his five goals he scored in AFCON. But in that match against Algeria, we needed a different alternative, someone that was going to terrorize and threaten that Algerian backline. They were comfortable the whole match. The whole yeah, match. They, were.
0: they were. We didn't create too many chances. But Man. it makes it, ma- it makes you wonder, does, does he actually look at games and think, okay, based on how these guys are set up, who their center backs are, I'm going to switch up our attack instead of this guy starting them. You just see the same. He just rolls out the same. You know and what he- I mean?
1: Scared. He coaches scared. He coaches scared. That's not the Nigerian way. We 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 attack. We'll give up a goal or two, but we know we're gonna score three in Africa. Yeah. and we have guys like in, in that time in Didi. That, that was one of the things I still complain about in Didi at that point. He fouled around the box unnecessarily too much. And it was his foul that led to that free kick, he did not have to foul either. If you look at that match, you know, the, the guy that that um if you look at our best performers were our defenders on the right side. Um Awaziem held, M. you know, held his own. Omero tried, you know, he tried that match, but indeed, did he was basically. I have nothing against
0: Omero, I have nothing against Amero, but dude, he's done. We got, yeah, we got to find some other center backs, man. Some 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 guys that could come in and give real depth. We, right.
1: well, we have yeah. them.
0: We,
1: we have Yeah.
0: we are bringing guys that have you know more pace, you know. Th- but with center back, sometimes it's tough because you need to get someone that knows what he's doing. You know, like you have to be able to know the defense, not the setup, not the play, have experience being coached well. Like center back, you have to be coached well. You know, um, you just can't go out there and, and wing it. You know, and that's what
1: Romero is doing, isn't it? He's just going out there and yeah. just winging
0: it. In but that you the South
1: African Republic, I don't know if you noticed, he gave away a ball that almost led to a breakaway for them. <laughs> that guy's just clumsy, man.
0: Yeah. He, where does he where where does he play now?
1: Plays still plays with Leganés in Division Two in Spain. So he's just not good. At, I mean, that's the level. But see, that's the problem. That's the other thing, too. Uh, my brother, our players are average or below average. You know, that's just the thing. We have maybe one or two up and coming guys. Right, but they're not there yet. Victor Simen, mm. he's not there yet. He's up and coming. Um, now we discovered one in the UK. So hopefully, Raw plays him. You know yeah, the other guys mean. that we expected to take that next step. Alexi will be not really taking that next step. Um, Samuel Kalu, that guy's not it. He's just not. He's not.
0: indeed might be the might be the most consistent guy. In terms right, of
1: Ndidi. Um, Ndidi, yes, yeah. But see, Nigeria, it's not an Ndidi that we should be putting out there as the guide as our best player. Yeah that's that's exactly it's like Brazil touting Casemiro as their best. Casemiro,
0: player. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You, Casemiro, you know, will give you a couple of goals. He scored against us. Casemiro scores goals. Indeed, he doesn't have goals in him. You know, no. there's a reason why Manchester every United
0: every now and then, once in a blue doesn't have in goals in him.
1: There's a reason now Manchester United hasn't come for him. His passing is slack. Slack. He, he's not a just watch, just forget the defensive side. Watch his passing. His passing is slack. His touch on the ball is useless. You know, it's like great. that And quick counterattacks, of course. Once the ball comes and he can deliver it, it's him and he and natural have a nice connection, it looks like, in Leicester, on long balls. But his passing is slack. Very slack, too. I'm talking about five, six-yard passes that would just go astray. Uh, the guy has to stretch for it. It's just slack. Yeah, so You said
0: Mikel, Mikel had a way, much better passing than he did.
1: All right, let's not please now. Let's not compare Mikel to... Did he? First of all, I got to understand that Mikel came up as an attacking midfielder. So he already has, he's a baller. He has ball sense, right? He knows how to shield the ball. He can dribble a little bit. That's why, that's why big teams haven't come from, for him. You haven't heard any bid put in that Lester rejected. He's great for Lester. Don't get it twisted, but Lester themselves, they're punching above their weight, right? They're punching above their weight. They're right in the hot streak of Jamie Vardy. And you know, but really, if you look at Leicester around them, it's really indeedy and Jamie Vardy. Those are the two, and then Ian Atcher every once in a while, even though Coach doesn't really play him either.
0: But you got some other guys in there. You know, you have Ricardo. Killerman. You have um, no, what's Ricardo. that guy that plays for? Bel- you have the guy that plays for Belgium. What's his Killerman. name? Um Man. Man yeah. has played you know, like
1: crap this year because Real Madrid supposedly was coming for him. His head has been turned. He has been playing yeah. like crap this year. He even starts he for Belgium.
0: He yeah, he starts Leicester for Belgium.
1: Is not doing Jack in the Premier League this year. Then they only have like one or two wins at most. Why? Right? And they've lost quite a bit and drawn a lot of games and lost actually a lot of losses. The goalkeeper, Schmeichel, don't know what's going on with him, but he just can't he can't pass the ball. Every time he the ball's at his feet, he fumbles and then he gives it away. Or it's just they're in shambles. So they're not really a top team. Like they have their chances. But they ended up where they ended up two years in a row after being in position to be in the Champions League, and they couldn't finish. There's a no reason mm-hmm. for that, man. It's a league is half a year. The results are not a lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not a lie. What they yeah, say? Water finds its level. So indeed, as much as we taught him, he's 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 solid for um, the back line. He shields the back line really well. But even yeah. him. Do we really need Ndidi against Central African Republic?
0: No, no, not really. No, you know the thing about that's what I'm saying. Like when you look at teams like that, and you, I just talked to some people and they bring that up as a, well, we didn't have this guy. I'm like, come on, against CAR, really? You don't need those guys. You should put, you should be able to put together a home based team that will give it, beat them all by three, four goals. Because that's what they have. Their team is essentially. You know they don't. So so it's, it's it's it speaks to our lack of depth that we have. Um, and they need to, I don't know, we'll see what happens, man.
1: When is the next yeah. when
0: are the next set of games?
1: Um, in actually a month, November eleventh, I believe, is the around that date. So it's not the lack of depth. Yes, you're right about that, and and quality. <clears throat> but really, the one position we're missing supremely is we don't have a creative midfield. You know, and when people think creative midfielder, they always think, oh, somebody who's going to dribble to the gather like uh, J.J. Okota. No, just something like he will be somebody that can unlock the defense with defense split and passes. In today's yeah. football, you don't need someone who's going to just slow down the game and dribble through everybody. That's most teams you in football are not having that too much, you know, but they have somebody who can yeah. hold on to the ball in times of pressure. When you know when he has the ball, he's not going to lose it. He's not afraid to grab the game by the scruff of its neck. You know, we don't have that kind of player, man. And yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Great, 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 great touch, great, great control, great decision-making. You know what I mean? Like, he'll get the ball in the middle of field, and it could be two touches, and he's released an amazing pass because someone is making a beautiful run, right? That kind of guy, yeah. And it, it will is be the best person we have to f- play that role because you have to be cerebral as well. I mean, if you look at the guys who excel at that position, you know, and, and he's one of my favorite guys ever, Juan Ramon Riquelme. No, I You know, about... a bad boy, man. A bad boy. It wasn't fast. wasn't big or strong. But once he gets that ball, <laughs> yo, he was a problem.
1: For Just me, the best Iniesta. that ever played that position was uh, the, the, actually two of them. Iniesta.
0: Yeah, Iniesta, Iniesta. was a problem, too. Yeah, Oh, man, Iniesta. Man.
1: And then Xavi next to him.
0: Yeah,
1: honestly, Messi was messy, but when those guys were there, was when Messi could be messy.
0: Blossomed, yeah. It, it, football is a team sport. It's a team sport. People forget. I mean, he's doing what he does at PSG, but it's not the same. That,
1: that what me right
0: now. That, yeah, that window he had with those guys. You know, it's a good thing he. He ran with it because he's never gonna get that again. That's no, not. He's, he's
1: 34 anyway, so yeah, Age that's now, not happening again.
0: Years. That was it for him. And and let's be honest, any other players you put around him in that situation, he would not have been messy. I can swear. Not like
1: me. not at that level. He's still not, I not mean, at that level. Not, but that when he, the yeah. year he scored like 70 goals, Jesus, that was yeah. ridiculous. But Iniesta and Iniesta and Xavi, which is running things, those yeah. guys were they were pure art form to watch. You know, just pure
0: they out. Were, they, were, they were good, man. Sure. I mean, just and, and that, that, that's what I'm saying. It's just touch control. They release passes. You couldn't do anything with them. Nothing. But
1: well, part of the issue we have, too, my brother, is that it doesn't help. So here's I another, mean. And so we've been talking about Roar. That's one of the equations. And that was my rant for the day for Genert Roar. My whole thing, is if I were to conclude about Gunner Roar, is I've lost total confidence in him. I think he should have been fired a long time ago. But Mm -hmm. he is what we have because NFF has managed to be so uh, incompetent that now any good coach would not even want to come here. So even if you fire him, it'll be like going back to square one and we just can't afford that. We're not going to win AFCON with this level of play. Let's just be honest with ourselves. But what's probably going to happen is we're not going to win AFCON. We're going to fire again at Raw because we didn't win AFCON. Maybe we get crashed out in the quarterfinals. We'll fire him and then we're really just hurting ourselves some more. Having said that. We need to address the NFF and their stupidity and incompetence and corruption. Why are we playing matches at Testemba Balogun Stadium? Forget about the state of the pitch. The pitch is horrible. I think at this point, I don't even know there's any pitch in Nigeria that is not horrible. The stadium is so small. The pitch is so <clears> small. <throat> teams he, has have a he has a question place.
0: why, because... Cause then, cause I know states. why,
1: but I mean, let's, let's, I'm talking about, I mean, come on, I mean, my job. We already know the reason why. But now, Taslim Balogun Stadium does not help our style of play. It, when teams want to come park the bus, we just help them. We gave them a smaller pitch to park the bus on. Look, the moment I saw that pitch in um, in Douala, I knew we were going to beat them because they can park the bus all the way they want, but there'll still be spaces on the field because it's a much yeah. wider pitch, yeah. you know? Plus, we can actually pass the ball on the ground and it doesn't bubble up. You know, it doesn't bubble. Uh, that's the
0: key part right there. You know, that's like, the guys, are don't have to part. wait. And, and, wait and, that's what, and that's what And NFF needs to well, – Anyway, I'm not going to get started because I'm not going to end. Um, yo, we need to do this again. Two weeks. Um,
1: One last thing guy. I want to add is they're saying that yeah. Buja Stadium has been um,
0: R- renovated. Been,
1: Renovated, I think even the FIFA Resorted. president
0: he came to Nigeria
1: a couple of year, week months ago. He inspected it, and he was it was lauding Boari for supporting football. And I don't even think Boari even knows when the match, matches matches are being played with all that kind of stuff. So, but but anyway, no yo,
0: yo, all that is just just, just <laughs> grandstanding. Man. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. It's um, look, that stadium is under the National Sports Commission, so the Ministry of Sport responsible for that that's the official national stadium that's where they should play their games it should be in pristine condition right but i want to go into it it took it took for years they they were talking about how just the the field on dude (laughs) the grass wasn't cut man (laughs) let me just leave it at that and and so you construct this sports facility so, this, the floor has drainage. Everything is constructed beautifully. But then you just go there and grass is growing out where they're not supposed to grow. Things, yeah. You know, what the hell? Give me the last time you heard about a game being played in National Stadium of Abuja. Probably
1: 2009. Feature. Yeah. When they had the Under 17. Uh, you said Under 17.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That we, we lost so. to Switzerland in the finals, right? Yeah. I mean, they don't even play a game, they, they don't use it for anything. So, you ask yourself, like, what the hell? You know, at the very least, there's a second-tier team in Abuja that plays in the in the, in the Nigerian Professional League. You should have them. They should lease the stadium, and then let them... Let, they pay money to lease the stadium, and then they can maintain the grass. At least do that. Because... Or let... Get Nassarua United to... Although they have their own stadium in Nassarua, which is the point I make to people about... When they start bringing up that crap about, oh, we didn't do well in the Olympics because we don't have facilities. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. There are 36 states in this country. Each state has a stadium with a rubber track, beautiful soccer pitches, a weight room. They have facilities. The problem is we don't have properly trained coaches. So the people teaching all these youngsters how to play sport don't know what they're doing. Because the federations out there haven't set a standard for how all the coaches should get trained and who's co- who's actually putting knowledge into the heads of these guys that we want to be able to do stuff. That's the problem. That's the real problem. Because you find guys, oh, you went to this academy, you play professional sport. Okay, you watch them, can't cross the ball and you're a winger. You, you watch, you can't take a free kick or you're shooting, your technique is just piss poor. You're like, what the hell? Like, you know, you haven't been teaching them anything. That's the problem. That's the problem. I watch so many. You do. You imagine the amount of videos I watch. This academy, that academy, this academy, and I'm watching. I'm like, what the hell? And I watch their practices. I'm like, what are you teaching? You're not teaching these kids anything. You're actually worse because you're teaching them bad habits. So imagine, like, you're teaching a player bad habits, and then that player ends up in a real situation. And they start exhibiting the bad habits. And immediately you know, they get written gonna, off. They're
1: going to do what they learn.
0: They're going to do what they learned. What they learned. So, and they get written off immediately saying, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. But it's not the player's fault. He's been with a guy who claims to be a coach. But because your country hasn't set a standard for who's actually coaching, any Vulcanizer could wake up tomorrow and say, hey, I'm going to coach that team. And there's nothing you can do about it. So that's the fundamental problem, man. I swear to you. And
1: George um, is now coach of AIMBA. I Hope you're aware of that.
0: I saw that. Yeah, you you sent me. The, you remember you sent me the article. No, no, it no. wasn't you. Was it was one of my, my friends? And I was like, um, if they give him the support. You know what's the name of that the general manager? He's been there for a century. What's his name?
1: No, oh, it was. I, well, I don't have the general manager, but I know the former coach is Kadri Kano.
0: No, Kadri Kano. No, this guy is administration. He's been there forever. Where Forever, I no, I see his name. aim something. I Bro, oh, um, uh, uh Chido,
1: Is it Chido Yeah, I
0: I think so. Something, something, yeah, with aim, but he's been there for from back when they won Calf Champions League. Really, he's been, yeah, he's not going anywhere. I don't that think guy,
1: like turf pitch, man. I don't know why we play on turf in Nigeria. I know, I know yeah,
0: why, bro, but... bro, bro, bro. It's let me put let me just put it like this. Country near the equator, tropical zone. Everything grows. The number one grass for sports like soccer is called Bermuda grass. It grows if you, you see it in Florida. It's considered a weed because it grows so fast and doesn't require a lot of water. What do you think will happen if you put that grass anywhere in Nigeria? It will grow like no, crazy. I
1: mean, it would thrive now.
0: Yeah, so why are you buying turf? And here's the argument. I remember when this thing started. FIFA put, FIFA put a, a grade on the turf. FIFA grade two, grade three. All the turf FIFA graded back then. They installed it at so many different facilities, not just in Nigeria, around the world. A lot of them are being pulled out today. And they're putting in natural grass. And they're getting rid of them, including facilities in the United States. They ran this global scam is what they did. They ran a global scam. They went, to, and you know, when you ever, when you want to really sell something, one of the first places they go to is Africa. Because, you know, there's some clown over there that's like, oh, man, you know, I can use this one to package a contract, you know? So you go there, you go to this guy, you know, we can install this turf. Benefits, oh, you don't have to water it all the time. It's durable. You can use it 50 times a day. Nothing will happen. But what they don't talk about is, well, yeah, it also messes up the needs of your players. And by the way, after a while, we got to come pull it out because it start wearing out. Yep. You know, they don't say any of that. They sell this crap to you then you now start playing your players on this stuff and you start finding out knee, ankle injuries. You know, when you can easily grow grass in a tropical climate that has no winter, zero winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it, 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 the common sense that they threw out the window when it got sold, that stuff was just beyond the start, disturbing.
1: Well, like, you know what it is now. Is, oh, We now have to maintain this. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, it'll be a contract. And so now it's like, okay, we can get this contract. And of course, they inflate the contract.
0: That's, that's the key part, right? The, the contract. You get the contract. Boom. You know, it's meant to cost, I don't know, 200, 250K. You're like, okay, it's going to cost 560.
1: Million. One million. One million.
0: Well, one million. There you go. <laughs> it's
1: one there million you easily. You there and you I do like round numbers. so it's-
0: that, that, <laughs> That's that's why, that's why. listen, someone goes to audit that stadium and says how much oh, they yeah. used to build this grass. It'll shock you. Let me just put it. No, like that. but see,
1: the auditing is another scam in itself. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Nigeria, auditing is like what? What's the point of auditing? Everyone will hear the news, will go ah, and then nothing yeah.
0: happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you sit down with a bunch of people, and they rant and rant and rant and rant and rant. And the one question I always ask him is, like, "What are you going to do about it? Okay, you know now, you know they did this." What are you going to do? Not a damn thing. That's right. You're not going to do a thing. Besides sit down here and just talk, talk about how this screen you over. You but, might as well not even talk about it. You know? But, um, it's crazy.
1: In my opinion, though, so I think to answer one of the questions you posed to me before we end wrap yeah. this up, granted, I'm up in mind. I, I'm saying, look, we should have fired Roy a while ago, but that ship is sailed now. We have to roll with him. Maybe we'll find mm-hmm. him after AFCON if the results don't go our way. If by perhaps dance he finds a way to win AFCON. I almost feel like that's even a bad that's even bad luck for us. If <laughs> he wins AFCON because he's not going to change the style and he'll take that rigidity to the World Cup. And we'll we'll get blown out, or who knows if we even qualify. But the next coach we need to get has to be some young guy. You know, Westerhoff wasn't established when he came to Nigeria. I know it's a different era we're talking about. We need to get a young, up-and-coming guy. Obviously, someone that can be respected, but with ideas of modern-day football, you know. And really, at the end of the day, all that doesn't matter if we don't support him. If The NFF doesn't support him. That's that's what it
0: comes down to. That's what it comes down to. I'm actually worried about bringing in someone who's very enthusiastic, has the credentials, you know, has been under the tutelage of, you know, um, a pep or one of these guys, uh, you know, has gone through the, the training needed, comes to a place like, like, listen, talent you have, I could take this to a whole nother level. And then he starts working there. And then they start with the bullshit, you know, and the person gets jaded. You know, that, that is the worst thing that can happen. You know, I would even prefer it if that kind of person gets hired by a private organization that's run very well. You know, your own private football academy that's run it has its own funding that could pay someone to come down. That would be a much better experience for that person because they could scout, they could recruit, they could train, they could develop. That's better than frustration, frustrate the frustrated piss out of them. You and I know it, man. Um, mm-hmm. it, but it takes roar. is kind of like a good cocktail for us. You know he's been there. He's been he's coaching Burkina Faso. He's he's been to all these African countries to coach. He understands the system. You know I'm sure when he was coming in. I don't want to speculate because I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I'm we, sure we know, now. We, know. Yeah, we know. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> this guy, you are. You're an African coach. You know the way. You know the way. You know what I mean? So you know it is what it is. But he was a perfect hire for that situation. Came in, did this thing, and. I mean, you heard, you heard, you heard Olise wrote a book I, but I don't, I don't i don't know how to find uh, it
1: yeah they're there to question or something like that they're just yeah. i don't know i forget but at least he's a fraud he needs to <laughs> he left us in a bad situation and throughout his whole career he's shown that all he does is and just arguing yeah money. yeah he's like, right. like he's he's lost <clears responsibility. throat> but the truth of the matter is one has to ask if you haven't been paid for eight months nine months whatever and you're still coming to work. What's going on? Man? How are you eating? <laughs> somebody has to ask that question. How's that long after you eating? Yeah. So there's start to beg the question. Something else may be going on behind the scene that one doesn't know for somebody to just be gladly coming and show him up to work without getting paid. That's all I'm saying. No, but no, I think no, but it, like we talked about this with John Gruden when we started. Perhaps he yeah. can't quit because if he quits and he's not getting paid, he wants him to fire him. Because they fire him, they have to still pay him his money. So.
0: But he ended up quitting, though.
1: No, I'm talking about uh getting raw.
0: Oh, getting raw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raw, I mean, raw. If they fire him, his money's guaranteed. I'm pretty certain it is, or he got a certain amount guaranteed. Yeah. And I think you know, yeah. So he's he's Roy's fine. He's made good money over the last couple of years, you know. Um, so he just he just needs to. But yeah, man, I'm excited for Afcon and uh, next round of qualifiers kind of want to see what group they'll put us in once we get past this stage. Um, Should be interesting.
1: I'm not really – you know me and how I love my super eagles, but I'm at an all-time low in confidence. I don't think we're going to qualify for the World Cup. Honestly? I don't believe so. I don't think. I think – look, one is whatever. Two, it might even be a mistake. Three times is really a trend. And since Afghan, we've shown enough to show that the trend, bad football, blown a 4 nothing lead against Sierra Lone. just lethargic football against all these minnows. Did we play well against Liberia when we beat them 2-0? Not really. Yeah. We played well against Cape Verde. In fact, that match against Cape Verde, Cape Verdeans actually played better than us for, for a better spell of the match. We got lucky, they scored the bizarre own goal. a bizarre on no. goal. Both their no. goals were wrapped to us, you know. Consistently make these errors in the back or somewhere on the field. Man, we're just not good enough, bro, at this point. Let's just be honest. If you look at where we're where we're, where we're strong, we don't. <coughs> that and even if you really want to be critical and look with a critical eye, Victor Simen hasn't really played well for us. Not really. He scored that goal. Okay, great. It was a good goal. You know, good strikers instinct. Look at the one he missed.
0: Yeah, what he dribbled. The, he dribbled the keeper. That player was able to clear it out. And well, I was watching. I was like, like I was beautiful. like, why wasn't he a little bit more patient, or why didn't he use feints at that point? Like you know, you, you you watch guys that when they're in that situation, everything is in their hands. One faint, and they'll give him a clear goal. You yeah, know, yeah,
1: so. how you think Haaland is missing that 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 goal?
0: No way, no. No,
1: no of course not. Now. You think Mbappe? Well, of course. He, but the I mean, everyone is putting Victor Simon on this pedestal, including I, I'm always excited when he plays. You always hear me, but the truth is, the kid has a lot to work on and. All of a sudden, I'm starting to see some big headism in his game that I hadn't seen before. If you look at that match in the end when Ajuke finally came in, and Aju- now granted, education should release the ball, but Ajuke is running. Usually, those Simon I know he's running along with him, but he was just standing there, not really running.
0: Yeah, I think you he know, was tired uh, of that's what I was saying. They should have taken him out. They should have taken him out, man. Maybe he was I, I was watching of the game. Running. I was watching that game, and I saw what you saw with the run that he didn't make, and I was like, okay, it's time to switch him out. Because at at that point, he wasn't doing anything to warrant keeping him in the game.
1: Another guy who doesn't do jack for us when he plays is Kelechi Enacho. Yeah. He scored those two goals against Liberia, but let's be honest. That first goal he scored. That goalkeeper is a quack goalkeeper. The goalkeeper is probably a backyard goalkeeper somewhere. That goal the first goal, the second goal was a classic, it was a beautiful goal.
0: But it's interesting because when I watch him in Lex Leic- uh, Leicester, he brings his, his his work, he brings his lunchbox, like he works, he's running doing everything.
1: Because coach doesn't play him. So every time he wants to play, he knows yeah. that I must give. But yeah, these guys. He I, always, I have to always temper my complaints with just understanding of the pitches suck. Yeah. Guys aren't getting paid their bonuses.
0: You're playing for your country, man. Come on now. I know it's a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. But listen, you're better off not showing up. I, I would I would actually say, you know what? Fine. I respect you more. Don't show up. Give a reason. You're injured whatever. Have your team corroborated. Have your team doctor do it. They'll do it. Right? So don't show up, stay in Europe. I'll respect you. But you show up. You come down here. And you put on that jersey. You need to play.
1: It is. Forget forget.
0: yeah, Yeah, yeah. That's always been my beef with them. If you knew there was an issue with payment, all right, you know what? I'm not going to the World Cup people rave right and be like listen i'm not why why would i go this guy's gonna you know if that's so important to you but they go they play one or two games they wear the jersey in front of the world now now you want to boycott games now you want to boycott games for lack of payment of bonuses
1: i actually think that's what the super eagles players should do I've been I've been advocating for that. The guys should just say we're not playing until we get don't paid. don't
0: show up. Don't hey, listen? You guys need to get your active. None of us are showing up. Have a consensus. I
1: actually, I actually think that's what they should do. I, I, yes. I honestly, but I know I know it's probably not gonna happen because not everyone's gonna go with it. Those people are people are selfish,
0: balls, man. They, they'll, they'll say, Oh, well, you know, if I do this, I could but no, if you really want to make a stand, not the crap they do at the World Cup. To me, I just see that as listen, it's embarrassing your nation. I get it, and I don't agree with the Federation. But at that point, you're just embarrassing your nation. You're distracting your team from what they should be focusing on, you know, um, talking about payment of bonuses, you know. If you really cared, why don't you guys form a consensus, come together and say, you know what, head of NFF, you want to go play you guys aren't paying us, fine. Go play in the World Cup yourself. That would create a, a real storm at home. It, the public pressure will now be put on the federation to fix whatever issues there are. The, pred- the president might even step in. And you're, you're in a better position at that point. You, you go over, you're not going to have any BS. But this stuff they do, like this stuff with Ghana. Remember that, that whole situation with Ghana? It was in Brazil World Cup. And then this one guy, Draman. they ended up giving him the cash and he had a wad of cash. You saw that picture? He was showing a of cash like this. I think he was acting like he was on the phone with it. I'm sitting down and going, you know, so it's not... So when you see that kind of stuff, it's not just the Federation. It's also the mentality of these guys. Some of them. I'm not going to say all because some of them look at it more like... (laughs) Some of them look at it more like, ah, you know, they're mercenaries and this is a a come-up opportunity. Anyway... I'm gonna stop, man. Um, good seeing you, brother. Thanks for coming out.
1: Indeed, man. We'll it's always a pleasure. So let's let's repeat it. So we have another. Um, yeah. Let have another round of qualifiers coming. So probably after that, we should sit sit, sit down again and discuss it. Hopefully, I don't really expect much, but
0: <laughs> we'll see. My brother. No, hundred percent. Okay, Thank you, sir. Sure. See you later. Adeus o <laughs>